Thank you for listening to the program. The Apostle Paul, uh, uh, looking at something happened to him that is uh, very sorrowful or sad, I don't know. He says here in his letter to the people at Corinthians, the second letter, he said, I fear least when I come to you, I, I won't find you as I want to. And actually, you won't find me like you want to. And there will be debate, envy, strife, wrath. And when I come again, least to what he really I want to point out is what he did not want was, I fear least when I come, this I, I won't find you like I should. And that is like Galatia, uh, or all of them, is he taught them one thing. You are complete in him. He lives in you, and that's who you are. So like the Lord said, he told me, and I'm telling you, he's, he said that to them, is that you abide in his love. Then you can multiply, grow, and mature. If you don't, no matter what you think or say, or have been told or thought, uh, and that is the opposite of that, that uh, it is that way. And he taught that. That's clear enough uh, through that. So he's saying, when I come back, because I bewail the sins that, that you won't repent of, the uncleanness, and even maybe more than just uh, unforgiveness, but that certainly was, the, that's the heart it has to be right that way. And so, uh, simply put, he was saying, uh, like he said in the very first over here, I passed by you uh, and, on, and I had confidence to come to you before now, but I didn't. And was I being light-minded in doing that? That Well, like the flesh. Well, he says one thing does another. He says in the first chapter there, no, that's not true. With me, it's yes and no. Just I, I meant what I said. And he did come by to see them. But he says, I call God for a record on my soul that to spare you I came not as yet. I haven't come to see you yet, and they would have thought he could have, and maybe, and and could have, but he didn't. And he says, because when I do come to you, I will not spare. Over here in 13 on the letter, he's saying, uh, and this was before he got there. And when this, I am pretty sure that's he was right in what he was saying is this is what will happen he did not want to fall into resentfulness unforgiveness or even false pride exalted uh himself up because it might have came to that at least something happened here where he says least to when i come again i i won't find you you know there there will be problems and god will humble me among you and to me, where James says, humble yourself before God, he'll exalt you. Well, it says the Lord gave a parable about that, uh, that everyone that exalts himself will be humbled, and he that humbles himself will be exalted. 
and these two men in the eyes of God, it, it certainly was that because they were in the temple, he says. Two men. And he told this to certain of them there that trusted in themselves that they were righteous. That's what Paul's saying. We're all dead in sin. You know that. Only he is righteous. Only he is life. So when he lives in us, that truly is the life that we have. And to be in fellowship with him, that's what he said. And he charged Paul with telling the people then uh, that message that you can only produce fruit. The fruit is my love and it is what it is. And you produce it by having it. And your own love, humanly speaking, is not acceptable. It's kind of like Cain and his sacrifice. So the idea of, of being a Pharisee, the, the man trusted in the fact that I don't think maybe, well, I'm a Pharisee, so I've got to, uh, he just thought he was better. And God is no respecter of persons. It makes that clear. And so I guess they thought he was or they were, and they trusted in him. Two men went up to pray, one a Pharisee and the, uh, the other a tax collector, which the Pharisee despised them because they were both Jews, the Pharisee and the publican, the tax collector. Uh, they were both, and as it were, would have believed in Messiah. Uh, it was part of, that's what a Jew was. That's what they believed. And uh, so, but they would be looked at as a traitor because they sell out. And Matthew was one of them, a tax collector, and working for the government, for the Roman government. Well, yeah, but you're supposed to pay them. I'm just doing my job. And it, but this Pharisee stood and prayed with himself uh, to God, just between him and God. I thank you, God. And that would sound good. At least he's given God credit that I'm not as other men. And even if he implies, God, you made me, though, better than other men. Not all of them, maybe, but most of them, because they're extortioners, unjust, adulterers, like this tax collector. The tax collector, in all reality, was doing a legitimate job. And so he may or may not have been an extortioner or unjust or adulterer or this man had never lusted, never thought, and he might see, well, he wasn't looking at that. He, he only looked at himself. So Paul is using that same thing over here Two believers true that truly were. And he's saying, I don't want to lift myself up and exalt myself above measure because then I would be brought down and humbled by God. He could do that in his uh, confidence in that who he was that God caught him to heaven and showed him that and brought it. Or in the confidence that I'm an apostle. He told me, don't tell me I'm crazy and don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an apostle and you're not. You know, and, and be standing up, and and then they could say, where's the love that... Uh, <clears throat> so that's why he told Timothy, don't even... But he had the charge of a, an apostle. Paul did. Timothy had the charge of being a preacher. Uh, so in some ways, they're all the difference in the world. But, but he pre uh, preached and was charged by Paul to preach the message that he preached. Paul would say... 
I, I believe it's obvious that it says it that he that was their duty as it were uh, he Barnabas you know let's go and see how our brethren are doing see how they're doing where they have a good job and car no he meant let's see how they're doing on the idea that it's all about Christ in them and the, all they can do is abide in his love and if you get out of his love and you operate in the human love paul taught and i believe that as well because he said it so clearly and the lord did is that won't profit you it, it just won't come unto me and buy gold from me i'm tried in the fire and it's a profound existence uh on top of the profoundness of existing already but that we can be our be our person but if we're right with him in our heart about the love it's his spirit in us as a and that's what paul's trying to say and i have to it freely admit uh for for a long time i didn't understand that because like james was saying you don't want it if you did want it with all your heart you would do it and you would die to self the lord said when you finally do hate yourself in your life meaning that then you will come to me and and it it's a fine line between the old nature and the new i guess but not really not really there's all the difference in the world but paul he was so concerned with his love for christ and others like he said up here I would die for you. I'll be spent for you. That's what he means. But the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved, meaning by them. But be it so, I'm not trying to cause a problem. I'm not trying to get money out of you. He made sure of that. He worked, like he said, labor night and day, preached the day, work at night, I guess. Maybe he had to sleep some. But still, he did not want to be humbled by God, meaning that he would be exalted himself up in some way or another and because of that and he like he said in philippians uh i'm not perfected in this way of perfection but i do live that way i had to say i would have to look back and say and still now struggling big time uh to to be that way and stay that way for any length of time but for a long time i had the blindness and the lie that no i just can't do that it just can't happen and i didn't you know it's a sad thing but uh really in philippians paul's saying do all things without murmuring i'd read statements like that what i murmur and complain and <laughs> about everything and did I, and it's just well some people maybe he but it, it's just a easy way out i don't know how you play the victim card and that's what james says he doesn't you paul you they thought he was sharp in his speech james oh i mean i don't know how you could put it hardly any more straight than he does and i don't know Maybe I, I I should do that, be able to put something a little more in fewer words than too many. But but I just to me it it that's the burden he talked about having in the church is that this is how it's going to be. And I think what would pain him the most, he would say when it causes me 
to fall, when my own pride, and and I and that is something. Until I knew that it could happen, and the Lord convicted me, real real hard inside, and made me see what I was not wanting to see. Then I found out, yeah, you can, you actually can do that, and. Paul knew that, but he could still fall. That's what he's saying in Philippians. I'm not perfected in perfection, but you still has to be that it, that qualifies you to be in him. And wrath and strife and all those things are, are not. You stand for the truth and you can say the truth, yeah. But uh, it's a... Thing of being humble, I guess the word is comes from humus. It, that is the layer of of organisms right on the bacteria, the decay of the plants or whatever, right on top of the ground. The humus, and maybe it is part of the ground or, or in a way, but you dig down and it's, it wouldn't be called humus. So it's that's low. That's humble. That's the roots of the English word humble, anyway. And the the Greek word is. Uh, Humble is to be like um, simple in that you're not, you don't speak with guile. You don't have pretense. Your love is uh, without partiality. It's not hypocritical. It's single and it's not double. And Paul's saying, he strove for that. He lived for that. Like you can read that in Philippians where he says that that's what I want. That's all I do is look to away from the other and towards that. And and my hope to live is Christ and to to die to gain Him. And but he says to about himself and us. You you have to be accepted of Him here in order to be accepted of Him there, because the Lord said, "My Father and I will live in your heart." That to me qualifies for He's here. And and so that's what Paul's and he was of such that it'd be like the Lord. And the more I look, he it's it's something that he would have been so much like him. I think people that were and say you couldn't you couldn't uh, refute him. You couldn't argue with him. And he would put you uh, to shame, as it were. And so you just that's the people that dealt with the Lord is. They tried different things, and, well, there's no way to handle him. You can't do that. But we still don't believe him. And Paul had even people that were against him like that, and it 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 caused him a lot of pain and hurt. But he learned, and that's where he said in that very context over here, the Lord told me his grace and love is enough for me. And when I am in my infirmity and weakness and fall, then he humbles me and brings me and I learn and I come back and we live in him. So I don't know, probably saying a whole lot there without saying much, but Paul didn't, that, oh, you can see it in the one verse over here. Either he means it or he doesn't, but he's saying, out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not to try and to grieve you, but that you could know the love which I have so abundantly 
towards you. And see, you say, well, he, if he, he, he did mean that. So then, oh, I don't know. Uh, that's why he did say to them too in that first letter, and they read that, where he said, you know, uh, if left to me, I'm, I, you know, I think I'd choose to be with him. But he wants me to be here, so I do want to be here. But, you know, he did say that. Uh, otherwise, I would, I, I'm in straight between two. I, I wouldn't know it. I think I'd go on. But, see, that's like the Lord in the garden. It, it, it's not that it can be understood, but you have to look at it the way. He didn't want to. But, like he told Peter, yeah, I could call 10,000 angels. Peter say, why don't you? He said, because I don't want to. I can't and I won't because I choose to do and am chosen. So, see, in that way, he he just didn't who, who want to be made sin. I, that's something I still, I, I can't even really hardly understand or, compromise or comprehend. But Paul is talking about being right with him. And James is talking about it. Peter's talking about it. Don't don't have any confidence in yourself. Do not do that. And it's so easy to do. And if the Lord wills, we'll live and do this or that. But to rejoice in self, that rejoicing is evil. Here, this is James again. See, just right out. So purify your hearts, you double-minded. You know, humble yourself in the sight of God and he'll exalt you. Humbleness is don't speak evil of one another and judge each other. What are you doing? Trying to be him? Yeah, that's what he's saying. He says it clearly. And uh, it, it's, uh, wow, I, I'm waking up here reading James. Anyway, thank you for listening to the program. <laughs>